Welcome to another inspirational episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. Kelly is a world-renowned cinematographer. He's been involved in many shoots in many different countries. Well, the project uh, right now is the working title called Spider-Mabel the Film. Want to know who doesn't like me? The villains! Spider-Mabel was a uh, story that uh, happened about a year ago in Edmonton with a young girl named Mabel Took whose wish was to fight crime with Spider-Man. Mabel at the time was in the middle of treatment for fighting cancer, leukemia. I'm looking forward to living normal, like a normal kid, like I once was. Monetizing Your Creativity asks the question, what does it take to earn a living with your creative talents? Monetizing your creativity right there, that's what a crowdfunding campaign is. The one thing that I've learned is prep. Letting people know that you're going to have a crowdfunding campaign coming up and setting a schedule to connect with people. We focus on the success principles common to all disciplines by interviewing producers, directors, writers, actors, cinematographers, music composers, animators, designers, and much, much more. Learn how to create your own path to success. Let's roll. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. I'm your host Marvin Polis and joining me from Vancouver, Canada is our co-host Fred Keating. Now, I'm in Edmonton, Canada today and I'm in Edmonton for a very good reason. Fred, tell our listeners why I'm here. Marvin, you are there to talk to my very good friend Kelly Wolfert, among others. Kelly is a world-renowned cinematographer. He's been involved in many shoots in many different countries. And somewhere along the line, he began to add a couple of additional arrows to his quiver. He now serves as a producer of projects for a variety of clients, most major broadcasters in the world, as well as select corporate clients and not-for-profit organizations. His company, Levin Creative, has offices throughout Western Canada, and Levin actually uh, translates from the Dutch as life to exist or to be alive. And in fact, uh, Kelly is most certainly alive and with us here today to chat about his own backstory, as well as a special project that he's been working on. So welcome, Kelly Wolford. Hi, guys. Kelly, tell us how this project you're going to describe to us first came about. Well, the project uh, right now is the working title called Spider-Mabel the Film. An interesting name for sure. A lot of people ask us what exactly is a Spider-Mabel. Um, if they haven't heard about it, Spider-Mabel was a uh, story that uh, happened about a year ago in Edmonton with a young girl named Mabel Took, whose wish was to fight crime with Spider-Man. Mabel at the time was in the middle of treatment for fighting cancer, leukemia. The Children's Wish Foundation of Canada granted her her wish. And instead of wanting to go to Disneyland or swim with dolphins or kind of the typical wishes that um, Children's Wish Foundation grants to kids and parents to give them that relief from the, the grueling schedule of their treatment, Mabel chose to fight crime with Spider-Man. It was pretty amazing that uh, it went all over the world in a day, even went as far as on the front page of the uh, Himalayan Times in Nepal. So it, it, it had some legs. And how did you pull together a project of that size? I understand it, it, it involved the mayor's office, it involved the hockey team, it involved the police department, and a variety of volunteers from all over the city. Tell us about the logistics end of this production. Well, the, uh, the Edmonton Children's Wish office is really quite small. Uh, they had three people at the time, a supervisor, um, a wish coordinator, and sort of a logistics person. And, and the three of them did a lot of the legwork to get it all organized. We were brought in to help basically plan a wish day. They weren't sure exactly how to have something like that unfold. So we did our best to map out a story for them the way that we would as if it was a scripted kind of program. 
Um, we'd met Mabel through a, a fundraising initiative probably about six months earlier. And right away you could tell that the charisma and, and intelligence and she was super articulate and, and lots of energy in bursts at that time. So she was still in treatment. So she was having a, a hard time with her energy level, but she would let out bursts of energy and you could see the, the charisma of the little girl. We knew that the day would be really great for her if we could uh, have little stops where she could um, refuel. And so when we planned the day, we built in those little breaks first and then tried to figure out what our key points were. It's such a good story and um, the mayor was on board right away. It was just trying to find a day in his schedule that worked and a day that worked with Mabel's treatment schedule. Once that aligned, we didn't have a lot of time. We had about two weeks to plan the whole thing and hadn't really approached that many people. I was thinking that the wish for Mabel would happen after her treatment, which would have been probably in January 2016, but we ended up squeezing it in just before one of the end of her treatment. So end of September, after a bunch of phone calls and some really great support from the Edmonton Police Service and, of course, our friends at the uh, Edmonton Oilers, they really pulled it together, especially the captain at the time, Andrew Ference, who really led the way, especially with Twitter and getting people interested and, and supportive of the idea. That's what really had it take off. Now tell us about the film. The film originally was supposed to look at just the day and just leave it at that because it was such a nice moment. We had no idea what would happen afterwards. So originally looking at a short film, now we're looking at an 80-minute feature documentary. Because Mabel had this popularity across the world and celebrity, she used that power. And, and it, it's kind of, it's hard to articulate it because she was six at the time. So she's going off of an instinct, I think, more than an actual plan at six. We don't have plans at six. So <laughs> she, uh, she was going off of, uh, off the instinct and right away she wanted to be able to give back in some way to help people like her so that they didn't have to go through the same thing. So three days after the wish, she was already raising funds by having a little autograph session that her parents had worked out with her. And, and they, of course, are very supportive of her giving back and trying to, to parent her really well through that transition of, of, of giving back to the people that helped her. One after another after another, she kept doing these fundraisers. And the story is that year afterwards of how a six-year-old celebrity grows into a seven-year-old fundraising ambassador. And speaking of fundraising, you are raising funds for the film. Is it through Indiegogo or is it through Kickstarter? We chose uh, Indiegogo because one of the things we wanted to focus on is that whatever support we get from people, we're going to use that in a way to gain more support. So we set a really aggressive goal. We based our budget off of a typical model, which is about a $400,000 90-minute documentary. There's travel, there's lots of shooting days, lots of inter interviews, graphics, music composition, editing, the, the typical stuff that goes into a documentary. So we figured what's a percentage of that that is fair to approach the community because they were so supportive of her wish and so supportive of the other events that she's done. Um, we thought maybe this is the way to get this story out there. As all of us know, in this room, it's tough to get a documentary done on broadcast television or theatrical. It's just, it's a really challenging process and it's a new process in some cases with the, the Netflix and whatnot popping up. There's new ways to do it. Crowdfunding is one of them and we thought we'd take advantage of that. Now that Indiegogo campaign is actually happening right now. What have you learned so far about 
raising money for worthy projects like this through crowdfunding? Monetizing your creativity right there. That's, that's exactly what, uh, what a crowdfunding campaign is. The one thing that I've learned is prep. We, uh, we tried to prep as much as we could. We chose to launch a little bit early because it happened to work with the one-year anniversary of Mabel's Wish, and we knew that um, that would be in the news. So we wanted to capitalize on that momentum and that um, free airtime to remind people of who she was and, and what happened. But I would say that the thing that I've learned is you, the prepping beforehand, letting people know that you're going to have a crowdfunding campaign coming up, what your goals are, and setting a schedule to connect with people. We're doing that now in the middle of the campaign. And so managing a campaign and still trying to connect with people is a challenge that we're facing. Now, I imagine given the business that you're in as a director, as a cinematographer, that you also prepped a compelling video to go along with the campaign. A couple of videos, actually. We're trying to get a couple out there. I think that's one of the things that is a bonus for us or anybody who's doing a film on crowdfunding is that hopefully they have some of that material at their disposal to be able to do a little teaser video or little moments. We have some provided for you guys today that are just a, a little clip of, of some of the pre-interviews that we did to figure out if, if we have the story. Is Mabel going to be great on camera? She's great when she's running around. How's it going to be in an interview? So we did some of those things and we can play some of those gems for you. Well, of course, this is an audio podcast. We can't show the video, but let's listen to the audio from the video. Here it is now. Do you like dressing up like a superhero? Yes. And why? Because it's fun dressing up. And the second reason is I get to dress up as whatever I want. When you dress up like a superhero, does it does it change who you are? No. No? No. How are you the same when you're in the costume? It's the same name. Same person. And the same voice. And also, it's the same sense of humor, same everything. Yeah, it is a bonus to have that ability to use what you're already doing to sell what you want to do. So having uh, editors come in and contribute their time, some extra writers as well because I'm tied up doing some stuff. So we've had some people come in and help write just the little teaser videos that help you keep people's interest along the campaign, which for us is 60 days and ends on November 21st. Is this something that you would recommend anybody be doing when they're working on a crowdfunding campaign to, to produce that compelling video or series of videos? I think you have to have something visual. One of the ones that we're going to be coming out with soon is that I still haven't done a video where I'm talking to the audience. So we're going to do that very soon. We chose to do ours later because I was already in so many interviews on on the news. I didn't want to make this about the producers. It's obviously our main goal is to try to tell this story about this great little girl who sprung up out of nowhere. It's such a fabulous story and it's such a supportive story for Edmontonians, Albertans. I mean, Calgarians play a really big part in her story in the second half of the film where they embrace an Edmontonian and basically help her raise money at initiatives in in Calgary. So anytime that somebody can use a little bit of those clips here and there to tell people what their initiative is and what they're trying to do, that's what anybody who contributes wants to be able to see. So yeah, Indiegogo is, I think, 
you're going to see it more and more common that even industry professionals are going to be supporting each other to tell their story because they know that eventually they're going to have to ask for that support back. I just want to take a moment and directly address our listeners because we always get asked by people trying to get ahead in the media industry, how can they get the attention of potential engagers or producers to put their stories out to a global audience? And in fact, if one might stop thinking about how they could promote themselves and start thinking about how to promote someone else or some other great story, it's an easy way then to get involved in great projects and use that experience to promote your own skill set and to broaden your own network of potential engagers of your skills and your craft and yes, eventually, your story. So in addition to the specifics of this project that Kelly's involved in, I encourage our listeners to think about how and where in their own community they might get involved with a similar story and by promoting someone else's story, inadvertently promote themselves. Fred, that's a really good point. And I know, Kelly, you are far along in your career. You're very experienced, you're well-known. But what are your thoughts for younger people who are starting their careers and how they might be able to use their volunteer efforts to become known and to break into the business? I think that uh, it's still the same as when any of us join the industry, that you have to be open to possibilities. In the beginning of somebody's career, they should just be saying yes to any offer that comes along that they're obviously comfortable with, that gets them out onto a set to try a bunch of different things. And that still applies for time. So saying yes to your time to other people, actually, I'm really glad that Fred mentioned that because he's one of the people that I learned this from when I was coming up through the industry is that once you find a story, that's the the gold nugget that you wanna be able to share with other people. It might not be yours. So if it's a story that is something that you think would be better through animation, it's passing that idea off to somebody else. Hey, I thought about this, here's this idea, maybe you wanna try and follow that yourself. Or it's a print article, or it's a short story or whatever. Fred's, in his career, has been so great at understanding the many different levels of communication through many different mediums. So it's nice to hear that, the, you know, that comment that Fred says still rings true through today. Kids have to, um, well, first of all, they're all learning so much quicker. So at like 10 or 12, they're already editing, which is is awesome. Um, and so the equipment is there. People being able to grab a camera, that's, uh, you know, it's so much easier to go film anything. You can go film something on your phone. Taking that chance and putting yourself out there and saying yes to the collaboration with other people is the way that you advance in your career now. So the way that people, I guess, are going to judge you is based on how well can you tell a story and what's your work ethic like? Yes, work ethic is huge. And, and collaboration and openness as well. There's many different kinds of leadership. I think at the beginning of, your, of a career, people have to be open to ideas and collaboration. Once you get a set vision and a set style and some experience, then I think that you can start to be not necessarily the general, but you can start to be the leading force and, and have everybody follow in the vision that you have. That's when you get to the big dollar stages or when it's actually a full-on career. For people that are starting, I think that it's any time that you think that there's a story that's worth sharing, 
if you can't handle it yourself, talk to other people and see if there's the possibility that they want to partner. It could be something as simple as you have a video, but you can't afford to buy any of the stock music. It's very easy to find composers that are coming up in their careers that maybe wanted to find a story that they want to write something for. So it's all about collaboration and being open and saying yes. Well, as we like to say, and we have said this so many times on this podcast, production is a team sport. And back to Spider Mabel, although you're pretty much leading the charge on this, there's a whole team that's involved. Yeah, I I am by all means not doing this myself at all. Um, Without the team that we have at Laven Creative, working extra hours and being passionate about the story as well, Um, Once you hear about it, it seems that everybody gets really connected. That's how we first had the story happen. Everybody that we talked to at the Oilers, at the Edmonton Police Service, at the mayor's office, they all said yes because they could see the potential of, of the story and were passionate about the idea and the ability to give back or at least inspire this dream, even reliving it through their own youth. We have that in the office, which is great, and everybody is putting in so much work. Nothing gets done in the film industry by one person. There might be a person that's leading the charge creatively. There might be somebody who's leading the charge financially or on the organization side, but everybody in the team has a say in what's going on. And that's how great projects get done. You very, very rarely find a really great project that's done just by one person by themselves. This has been a great discussion today. Is there anything that you'd like to say to wrap up? We'd really like to emphasize that the, we're in our last days of the campaign. If people head to spidermabelthefilm.com and can spare a few bucks, uh, our lowest contribution is $10. That gets you a social media shout out that you can share with your friends and just say, hey, I supported this Alberta story. There's so many other perks, prizes and initiatives and hockey tickets and and, uh, gift certificates and everything to spur people on to uh, share the idea of the film, share the story of Mabel, and then hopefully get us a little bit closer to our goal. If we don't reach our goal, that's okay. That money's still gonna go towards the production using that money to gain more funds in another way. Great, thanks for joining us. And Fred, thanks for joining us from Vancouver. You bet. Thanks very much for your time, Kelly, and all the best to Spider Mabel. I I hope I never need her services, but it's good to know that if I ever did, she's on the job. Thanks for tuning in to Monetizing Your Creativity. Be sure to join us next time by subscribing to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave a review. It helps us with our ratings. You can also visit monetizingyourcreativity.com for more information about the show. And hey, be sure to tell your friends who want to understand how to monetize their creativity.